welcome to Simple Blatherings with me, Pauline Grant. So today I was thinking I would just go straight into COVID-19. And remember, these are my ponderings, my thoughts, my feelings. Um, Yeah. But I just remember in March watching the news and thinking, whoa, what is this virus? What is going on with this thing? You know, hearing reports of China being in full lockdown, then seeing Italy and seeing the impact there and how awful it was. And I just remember seeing on the news the pictures of the ambulances going up and down the empty streets and and just thinking how how awful it looked and thinking that's coming here and I had this sense of a tidal wave and I've never experienced a tsunami but you know you see all those disaster films and things and there's this moment where you see it in the distance and I just had like this picture in the sense of waiting at that point, watching this massive wave, this massive tsunami coming towards you, coming towards you, and then waiting for it to crash. And there's literally nothing you can do. There was nothing we could do. And and then the crashing of the tsunami and then it's like the disaster and the impact and all that kind of stuff and that's kind of how i was feeling in march that we were just waiting for this virus to get here to the uk and what was going to happen how long it was going to be you know nobody knows how long this thing was is going to be here for but i really was very clear that it was not going to be a couple of months We were not going to be just back to normal. By the summer, everything would be back to normal. No way. I knew that. Um, And so when the children were sent home from school, um, I was absolutely prepared for my daughter not to be back at school before January 2021. Um, I thought they were going to be off that long. So I was quite shocked over the summer when they said they were going back in September because I really didn't think they would. But then, you know, I was kind of waiting for this lockdown to happen and we kind of had a pseudo lockdown. Uh, You know, you were hearing about Spain and hearing about, you know, people weren't allowed out of their apartments. Um, People had to do their shopping and it was delivered to them. People weren't allowed to speak to their neighbours, things like that. And I was kind of expecting that here and we didn't get that. And now it's the end of December 2020 and we've been living with this for nine, ten months. And we've had over 70,000 deaths. And that to me is really shocking that people in this country seem okay with that. I'm not saying people are okay with that, but 
it's not good. That number is not good. And at the start of March, when the specialists, the experts were saying, if we if we get to 20,000, we'll be lucky. That will be a good number. People were shocked. People were outraged. And here we are at 70,000. And the outrage seems to have gone, which I think is really shocking. But thinking back to March, I was quite excited. I know that's a weird word to use, but I was quite excited about the prospect of what this could mean. And I was kind of thinking, wow, communities are really coming together here. People are really coming together. People are really helping each other. It's fantastic to feel like we're going backwards a bit um, because we kind of feel like we've lost community a wee bit. Um, So it's amazing to see streets starting WhatsApp groups, people talking to each other, people communicating with each other, people helping each other, um, people making sure that those who are lonely and older and vulnerable are looked after. And that was all fantastic. And then, you know, the NHS and let's, you know, their heroes and clapping them every Thursday night just felt like such a communal thing to do. It was so amazing. And and you felt like you were really doing something, particularly I live on a main road. And so, you know, a couple of times police cars went by as we were clapping and cheering and and it just felt lovely. And and also, um, I think a couple of times there was like as the deliveries and things like that were going past in there, key workers. And so we were clapping and cheering them and they were honking their horns and just it felt amazing and and then you know we were starting to come out of lockdown and then I had this more growing sense so initially I had the sense that God's God's in this God has maybe created this because he wanted to press the reset button he wanted to he was fed up with this world and you know, our selfish attitudes and how we're not looking after the environment and all these things. And, and the fact that, you know, you could hear birdsong and there weren't, there wasn't as much traffic and, um, you know, emissions were down, CO2 emissions, things like that, um, was all amazing. And it, it just felt like God was pressing the reset button a wee bit for me. But then I think as time was going on and I started to get a different sense, I started to really feel differently about the whole thing. I started to feel a bit disappointed. I started to feel um, a bit disgruntled. I started to feel like this really isn't from God. Uh, There's no way God would create a situation that goes against his word. Because in his word, he says that you should not stop meeting together. And that's what we've had to do as church. Uh, I run a charity. We've not been able to meet together. We've moved everything online, but we've not been able to meet face to face. 
and you know and meet with friends you know a couple of times I've had some people when we were allowed to see people in the garden and we've sat in my garage with the garage door open one person at one end me at the other end um and you know that's really rubbish um and yeah and I think during during that time I then started to realize I don't think this is from God at all and in actual fact I think it's from the enemy because there's chaos there's fear like the amount of fear that is around this virus is crazy it's chaotic our young people our youth are turning away from God in their droves um, and certainly that's that's the experience of the people that I know, um, my friends, um, who have teenagers, um, they're they're just they're completely disengaging, completely disengaging with life generally, um, and mostly with the church. And 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 that's really, really devastating to see as a parent, as a Christian parent as well. And so I just can't see how this thing is from God. And I'm really struck by needing to pray about it. And so uh, I had this really strong sense that we needed a worldwide day of prayer. And and I think and so I contacted um, someone more prominent uh, to see if that person could organise a worldwide day of prayer because who am I? Uh, I'm just simple blitherings, blithering away, and there's no way that I would be able to organise a worldwide day of prayer. And this person didn't get back to me um so a couple of months later I felt challenged about it again and so I contacted them back and they told me that um one group was doing a month of prayer another group was doing a day of prayer but I'm still really like really struck with the fact that we need a worldwide day of prayer where all Christians all over the world are united on one day where for 24 hours it is prayer all over the world from start to finish like you know on new year's eve when you see on the news the first country that you know becomes the new year that but of prayer so we need a tsunami of prayer around the world and and we need to pray for the healing of this virus we know that God can do it. We know that God has the victory. We know that God can beat this thing in an instant. And we are thankful for the vaccine, so thankful for the vaccine. And, you know, it's not going to put chips on us because they are not that small. Um, they don't exist. Um, but yeah, so... One day, hopefully, I'm really hopeful that we will have this worldwide day of prayer and that all Christians all around the world will be praying to God because during the Second World War, I know this has been quoted a lot recently, um, 
but during the Second World War, the king uh, of uh, of Great Britain, he um, he created, he called for these national days of prayer. And every time there was a national day of prayer, something changed during the Second World War. Something changed. And, like, how amazing would it be if all Christians around the world prayed for the healing of this virus and God did it? God heard us. God healed the world of this virus. Like, (laughs) I just think how utterly fantastic that would be and like all praise and all glory and all honor would go back to God and people would see he is real and our young people would see he is real and all those doubters would see that he is real and and there would just be this massive revival around the world of people turning back to God because we have turned so far away from him in our society it's just not good. What our world need most rather than the vaccine is God. That is where our true hope is. It is God. And yeah, and I think really that's where I need to finish today. It's just to say that our true hope, our foundation, everything that we believe, everything that we stand on, everything that we stand for is in God. And that we don't need to fear. My favourite Bible verse is Isaiah 43. No, it's not. It's Isaiah 41 verse 13. (laughs) I promise it is. And it's, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. And I think I have had to stand on that verse so many times in my life. And I think we should be standing on that verse again today that we don't need to fear because he's holding us by the right hand and he will help us. And so we need to put our faith firmly in God, knowing that he is with us, knowing that he is fully with us and holding our hands and that we that he will help us. So I think, yes, that's where I'm going to end today. And I hope that I've not blethered on too much. Um, and if this has resonated with you at all, then please send me a message. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Remember, be kind. Um, and that would be lovely. So you can email me at simple.blatherings at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. So I will sign off there for today. And um, hopefully over the next coming months um, I will start to have some people to chat with and to blether with and and I hope that you enjoy what we say and it does resonate with you but thank you so much for listening for today and bye for now mm-hmm.